Howdy there, folks. Text of the Black Pants Legion here with Mr. Goat. Hi there. And Mr. Mike. Hello. And we're just both sitting around uh, having ourselves a good old time in our house that's full of interesting and wonderful features. Structural choices. Structural choices. Let's talk about structural choices. We had load-bearing Tupperware. Mm-hmm. We have ceiling lights installed with malice. Yes. We have the air conditioning system that is half in the attic and half outside. And yes. the half in the attic was installed incorrectly. It's a, a heater. Ah, yes. And it's yes. a heater blower. And ah. they put it in sideways because it's a crawl space. Yes, that, so that it was. It blows in one direction. Uh, which is my room. And my room. Yeah, so. And not my room. And yeah. not Goat's room. Yeah, it was so, on the other side so I get of the, the house. D- I get the Dickensian experience, especially because one of my walls is just wood paneling. No structure behind it. Just wood paneling. If you stick your fingers between the panels, you can feel the air from outside. Yeah, so, so ne- I have seen fucking favela shacks that are more structurally sound than that wall. Yeah. So needless to say that it, we it, got some work ahead of us. Yeah, we, we, we got some work ahead of us. But needless to say, if, if anyone out there is thinking we're making a fortune off this shit, you know, and humble bragging. Yeah, you ain't going to find that here. No, no. You ain't going to find us talking about what kind of wristwatch we have, because I think most of ours are broken. You can't and, even say argue that we're the kind of people like that one World of Warcraft guy, I think, who just like he, he makes like a hundred bucks a minute or something watching videos on his stream. And he still lives like a hobo, like when he was one. Well, I mean, that's, that's hey, that's the Wu Tang life, man. Yeah. dude. I'm, I mean, I'm, it, it, well, that. that's, I'm not that's, talking shit. I'm just saying I'm we're not, not that kind of people. Hey, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not talking shit. If you can get that kind of work, like if if I told anyone out there, if I told anyone out there, man, you could just sit there and look like a fucking bum, zero effort, and make a lot of fucking money, and then go do whatever you wanted. And you could do that all day as long as you want or as short as you wanted. And every day you came back and did it. You'd make money. Of course you'd do it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he doesn't like fix his teeth and, you know, get a nicer place and stuff like well, that. Well, it's called leaning into it. I don't think that's what made him good. But anyway, I'm not an expert. On well, no, that. no. I'm saying if there's a brand, you lean into it. I don't think that's his brand. Like I, I, I'm, not, I'm not all for making money just sitting there doing whatever... And I have to tell people, like, don't give people money, including us, because we're just going to make horrible decisions with it. Well, yeah. I mean, I be giving money to here's, people because well, here's, they're probably more financially sound than we are. Oh, God. Well, see, and here's here's what I'm thankful for is, see, I I like to be a realist. I like to be a realist in things. But I also have to realize that we bought couches that can fold out. So this is going to be a recline cast. That's the one thing we, we spurged on. We fucking perfect couch. This is the smartest decision. This is the smart, like. This is the smart, hands down. This is the smartest decision we collectively have yeah. made. Yeah, collectively. This couch. This couch. Yes. Smartest. Hands. I mean, it is just, it's so nice. You just gotta get from the back of the wall, but yeah. Yeah, well, it's all right. It's mostly there. But yeah. what, what I'm saying is, is when everything's wrong in your life and everything keeps hitting you and nailing you and you're just trying to do your best, sometimes a good couch makes all the difference. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things that, that you know, it's, it's like a haircut. If, if you go cheap on it, people may know. <laughs> well, it's like the one thing you don't go. It's like for groceries or some things you shouldn't cheap out. On. <laughs> there are some things you should definitely not cheap out on on groceries. Yeah, if if it's like you're gonna cheap out on it, just don't get it. Yeah, it's it's like, like ketchup, oh, butter. Yeah, butter. Yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. there's butter, and then there's I can't believe it's not butter, and then there's eh, you know, it just keeps going, and there's like worse and worse and worse brands. It'll just be like oil. 
<laughs> doesn't have a picture of anything on it. It just says oil, and you just open it, and it's a tub of film. Yeah. Has a weight number on it. I love that goose oil, man. It's goose funny. oil. Oh, that, that was the thing. Is It just makes me realize that I have lived a charmed life. I will say charmed, not tragic, because I've already said that. And no one cares. So you here's a very Peter Pan life. Listen, let me let me tell you a fucking story. So so I was sitting there in the Legion one time and I'm sitting there. We're playing some games. We're having a good time. And Frenchie gets up. And as Frenchie gets up. He goes, oh, I'm, his name's Greg. I always just call him Frenchie. I've always called him Frenchie. He calls me, ah, American. You know, we just give each other shit. It's healthy. So, and we've known each other a long time. So I was like, Frenchie, what are you making? And he's like, oh, I'm going to make some, I'm going to make some fucking toast. And he's like, I'm making toast. And I'm like, all right. 30 minutes later, he comes back. Hey, you get into some shit? No, I made toast. What? kind of toast did you make greg <laughs> and it, it becomes this thing where he takes he, he explains the whole thing and it's amazing like you, you you take the the oil and you put it in the pan and you put the garlic in the pan with like shallots and you toast those around and then you fry the bread in that that's toast and i was like oh well see in america I take the giant bag that has the picture of the ancient dead girl on it and I spin it rather than opening it like a normal adult. Yeah. I spin it. Yeah. Like it's a speed bag. Yeah. And it, and then I reach in there and grab the two pathetic chemical smelling loaves and I jam them in the the toaster. You have cake. Yeah. And I jam them in the toaster and I press them until the edges are burned and the middle is warm. That is toast in America. And if it's at Denny's, they coat it in oil, comma, butter. Diner toast is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Diner toast yeah, is the is. diner toast is the ashtray on the table <laughs> of the 21st century. Dine, that is my hot two take. Sad slices with those two sad of- slices that have been run against a fucking like circus wheel of butter. Just like it's a grinder and as that thing's running slithering down they're like here you go i've seen people eat that and have like shiny smiles all day like all day from Those eating are the kinds that of people that shouldn't vote wow just I gonna talk shit about florida I, <laughs> look, yes. Florida agrees that itself doesn't need to vote they'd rather just have people just say hey man just leave us the fuck alone right well here's here's the thing i do is a lot of people misunderstand me and I, I, I will explain myself, but I find I don't like repeating myself because I get asked the same question a lot. It's why I tire of the 800,000 Battletech questions. It's why I tire of the, the, the same question every week phrased slightly differently or what are my feelings on this or that? Because very plainly, I, I think I've spoken what I like. You know, yeah, and, and I'm very passionate about what I like, but for the most part, it, it's like most of the time I'm like, yeah, you know, you do you, live, let live. But w- when it comes down to like the madness of, shall we say, diner toast, I will not budge. That is too low for me. I have a food that I will not budge on. It's like when someone I knew said that Fallout New Vegas was their least favorite Fallout. And well, they they're wrong. Fallout three and four. I said, I just They're said wrong. to them, 
You have shit taste. You have terrible taste. You have shit taste. We can still be friends. Well, yeah. But, but you're like but objectively in, wrong. You're objectively here. wrong on everything. But here's the thing is like, I, I have people in my life where I'll hear stuff like that. They're like, I like Fallout 3 and 4. And in my brain, there is a part of me that is screaming like, are you fucking retarded? But I, I sit down and I just breathe a minute. Because I know they're objectively wrong. On yeah, so it's like many. The, it's like and when, I, when no, it's, no. It's like when you yeah. ask Caesar, "Oh, well, why shouldn't I kill Grimble?" It's like sometimes I just hear something. Normally, I just dismiss people that are wrong, but sometimes they hear something so ignorant that I have to respond. Right, and, and so it's one of those things where it's like. I could talk about how terrible they were with what Bethesda did to the artistic vision, to what they did to the Lord, to how they just tore things apart, to how they treated their work for. I can rant about all that shit from a company to the product about how I didn't like it, but I'm not a game reviewer. And so what I instead am going to say is they weren't for me as an adult does. Right. Cause like people say, do you like anime? No, it's not for me. And people get furious. And so when it comes down to like, politics people come up to me and they're like oh. what do you think about it and i'm like yeah it's not for me and they go yeah? and it's the same shit it's why i say politics is anime for boring people because it's what it is it's the same fucking reaction where people are like here's the thing i only want to talk about it only has one thing and i'm like i don't care like i can't occupy parts of my br my brain is so filled with worry and bullshit and obligation and so many things i have to do in this world and grief and terror and i don't sleep well and all of that and you're gonna fill it with like what magic man stands behind a box and says some words that you agree with in a tweet i feel like the majority of the internet agrees with you now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Does the majority of the internet act on all of this knowledge? Oh, no, no. That's that's yeah. the best part. Is is like, I, I had someone ask me a gunsmithing question. Like, hey, are you real gunsmith? And I was like, I was once, but I don't do the job anymore. Why do you ask? And they're like, huh, what is this gun caliber? And I'm like, well, can you show me the side of the gun where they write where the caliber is on it? He's like, well, why, why wouldn't you know it? Like, it's some sort of trick question. I'm like... Because people rechamber guns all the fucking time. And I've seen shit that should be one caliber that isn't. And one asshole has written on an electric pencil on the side of the barrel. This is, in fact, not a 30 out 6 This is 7mm rim mag. Don't die. And so, you, you know, you check on the side of the gun where they write that sort of stuff. Usually in the same place. And so I, I said that. And the guy goes, that's not what a real gunsmith would say. And I'm like. Do you think we're like Zen masters? Do you think that like you could plop something down in front of us and that we would just go, ah, yes, the CZ-75B. As you can tell, it is a Czech model and, of course, pre-import marks by CZ-USA of Kansas City. You can tell by the, and you could just go into all of this stuff. It's but the it, same thing as being a chef who knows a lot of dishes. Well, like, Are you really a chef? You're like, Yes, I did it for a while. It wasn't for me. Really? Well, how do you make filet mignon? You're like, that's a type of that's meat. Yeah, that's, that's a type of steak. You know what I mean? I mean yeah, like yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's, it's like, imagine being a chef and someone comes up to you and they're like, what kind of knife is best for squid? And you're like, 
well, I guess whatever one I have on hand. And they're like, wrong. According to this YouTube man, it's this. And I'm like, was well, he a squid chef? You're like, that's, that's irrelevant. You're like, so that's <laughs> serrated. Have you tried cutting anything with serrated well, it's, no, but jelly-like? Yeah. But that's what I mean is, is it's this objective appeal to authority where they will go, this YouTube man said this. And I go, well, do they do that for a living? And they're like, well, how fucking dare you? <laughs> and I'm like, well, here, here's the thing is like, if someone gives medical advice, right? If someone is out there prescribing medical advice, I want to know that that person has a license to practice medicine from a school that we recognize has the right to grant that medical authority, which means they are a sane and reasonable person as we are allowed to legally determine. There's going to be some crazy people in that mix, as with any job. But with as strictly licensed and sue happy as they are, I'm thinking that, yeah, it's, it's as best as we can make it. But I'll see people go, did you know this is all a lie and that this is all bullshit and the world is crumbling? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes, I've been paying. Have you seen shit? Oh, my. Let me tell you about the last 10 years of my life. I'm like, thank God someone else is paying attention. And the guy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. ease up there. I was the conspiracy guy. And I'm like, all right, all right, back off. And he goes. Did you know there are underground water canals in the continental U.S. you can drive submarines through? And I'm like, that would be so fucking cool. Where are they? Because like, I'm not I don't care that this guy believes that there's a big enough government conspiracy to competently build straight underground water pipes through which a submarine could traverse without crashing when our submarines have problems driving straight and not into freighters and our Navy admirals not from fucking prostitutes and taking ham as bribes fat leonard scandal look it up anyways that's something that's i'm not making just making oh yeah. that up that's no 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 that's someone i knew oh yes i've in. i've heard that shit and, yeah, and I so i mentioned I, it here before i i you guys just reminded me that i had a uh it was a middle school student uh about sixth grade seventh grade you told me about this yeah this is a good story yeah and she said the moon isn't real because someone on youtube had told her it wasn't and she had this big argument about like well if it's real how come you can't like take a look at it like why why have we never been there and i was like we landed on the moon 1969 and she said no but that's faked because it was all like a movie set and i was like all right i opened up my laptop and we take a look at the moon close up and she is jaw dropped at how beautiful it fucking is when you look at it closely and she's yeah. like oh so this is like a real place i'm like it's a giant sphere in the sky in it just and it, and it just hangs out there all day and doesn't want anything and she was like so space is... I'm like, people here will try to fucking tell you anything to get money from you. Oh, yeah. What do you yeah. think this kid on YouTube is trying to do? He's like, oh, so you think he's like playing me? I'm like, I think 90% yes. I think 10% well, yeah. of it is just that he's well, a sad person and he's just afraid. Well, it, it, But that's the thing is, it, it's okay to be a sad, afraid person. History yeah. is full of those. History is full of sad, afraid people. It's, yeah. it's okay to feel that way. I feel that way all the fucking time. I, I mean, here's the one thing I'm going to say to you normies out there yeah. who are like, I wish I knew what it was like to be autistic so I could have empathy for blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to tell you what it's like. The last three years of COVID crisis and chaos, how you feel anxiety and certainty, fear and doubt. That's how I feel all the time. It's brought you guys down to my level. And I understand that. And, and, and for those of you who thinks that that's, that's not true, I would welcome you to look at the load currently placed in the current waiting times in the therapist circles. 
It's huge. It's huge. And I know that I because... I literally have been yeah. waiting for two months and, and mine starts oh yeah. two weeks from now. And it's it's huge. And the reason it's huge and the reason it's tremendously huge is you end up with a lot of people who never developed healthy coping skills because their life was otherwise acceptable. You know, like if, if, you, if you have... They say people need your Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I believe in the three Fs. You know, people need your fun. You need your friends. And you need your sustenance or food now some people will say you need your fun your food and your fucking either or you have basically that which sustains you that's what the friends part is for yeah i mean you can fuck your friends too i'm not judging i'm not judging friends with the benedicts you know what i mean friends with the benedicts you just gotta be friends with the benedicts exactly know i'm saying but uh not saying not saying got it fucking love j-rock all the love to you j-rock so a lot of people don't have to develop their their comforting skills to to cope with shit because their life is otherwise all right so like let's say you got two of the three f's like let's say that you've got food and you've got fun like you've got a good job that provides and what have you and you have friends and you have fun but you've never found a loved one well if you got two of the three that's not bad and you can get by and sure it's lonely and what have you and you do have feelings now and then of what if and if only but if you've got most of it you can get by because it's enough to sustain you it's a it's enough of a passing grade but the problem is is as soon as one of those gets knocked off like you can't go and do the things you used to do like you can't go shooting because ammo got very expensive because all these people started saying doom and gloom and blah 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 wolverines and you know and it kept going and going and going everybody and wants going. left for dead to be real and it's well, like and no, you don't <laughs> let, here's here's the thing i heard you and I, I this is why i don't like political doom and gloom shit you know how many times it like while I was a gunsmith, when I was a young man as a gunsmith, when I was turning metal and and I heard people saying X or Y is going to take your guns and they're going to take them away from you. And so and so is going to happen unless you vote this or that. And this is the end times and blah, blah, blah and blah, 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 blah. I lived through a magazine ban. I lived through an assault weapons ban. Guess what? I had assault weapons and magazines. I, it, it's one of those things where I had him from before that ban and guess what? I kept him through the ban and no one take, took him from me because there was no instrument for that. People say all sorts of crazy shit to get reelected. But at the end of the day, I lived in Colorado when they had a magazine weapons ban there. And guess what? Nobody came and take my magazines. The only difference was Magpul left Colorado. That was the only thing that happened. Everyone I know in Colorado still has all of their magazines. No one's come door to door and said, excuse me, do you have any mag? Can I measure them, please? They can't do that. No, and they can't prove that you didn't own them before then. It's not even just that they, they, it's not like it's not against anything. It's just that they physically don't have the people to do it. It just doesn't exist. Well, it's one of those things where I don't care where you are, pro-gun, anti-gun, you may choose as you wish. That's fine. I'm not going to tell you how to live, but what the point I'm making is whatever you may think the law as it's stated in that case, it's unenforceable. And a lot of these laws are, it's like if you, if someone says I'm banning gay, well, unless they have a cop that comes around, that's willing to tell you no in your house, then they ban shit. You know, they say we're banning smoking weed. Well, if you smoke weed in your house and nobody comes and stops you, 
are they banning smoking weed? No, they're not. What they're saying is we don't like it. Well, that's fine, but you can still work in violation of it. It's called, you know, just fighting the system. There's a there's, free man. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you can fight the system. There's people who live in HOAs who do this shit all the time where they're like, you can't park your car there. Just park your car there. Fight the system. Everyone has to do that. But if the only way to be able to fight any of this is to literally get up and just yeah, just literally, be like, don't literally fight. Yeah, but just be like, no, I'm not going to obey that. You yeah, know? exactly. And it just, no, thank you. Yeah, we're, we're talking more Gandhi. Yeah, don't physically than, uh, fight the system. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying like physically walk <laughs> up to like <laughs> the to to like what you believe quote the system end quote is like text it. Yeah, this is the system. Yeah, don't text it to go shoot up a courthouse. Desk of a yeah. government agency just no, sitting there just no, checking no. people in like. <laughs> No, no, but what I'm saying is like if if it's it's what I call of just car bomb the DMV. God, God damn! Someone's gonna sound clip that. But what I'm saying is it, there's there's just a lot of nonsense out there where where people have come to me through my life and said if you don't do X, Y is gonna happen, and it's the same doom and gloom and fear. And I'll tell you this much. All the guns I had then are the same guns I have now. All the magazines I had then are the same magazines I have now. I've had none of those ever taken from me, despite the 800,000 attempts for people to extort money from me. So I would fund their political ambitions on that basis and fear. And at the end result, I look at it all as... Well, were my rights being eroded? No, I'm more mindful of my rights being eroded, certainly because someone has preached doom and gloom against them, and now I watch them intently like a hawk in case they do erode. And I have seen some shifty shit that I don't like with rights being shifted around, and I don't like when anyone's rights, whatever they are, whether they be the right to someone to vote or the right to someone to peaceably assemble, is diminished. I find that to be abhorrent. But when this right that is an enumerated right becomes, you know, questioned and put under threat, I, I watch it. I care about that because I similarly want my right to a free trial and I want my right to a jury and that I want a, my right probably to probably the most violated right in human history that well, yeah. we've all wanted and yeah. always try to fight for a fair, a fair deal. It's the and, one that everyone loses probably first thing yeah and and so it's one of those things where i i want all of these things so i watch those things like a hawk but what i found is there's a lot of interesting foundations that have tried to take money from me along the way who have said if you don't give me this (laughs) if you don't buy my super xl deluxe political package for life that defends this you your guns are gonna go away and i'm like well that's really interesting how much do you make for your non-for-profit they're like no more questions oh don't worry i could just look it up it's public record Thank yeah you. And, and that's that's what's funny is i hate when these organizations and so on try to act like they're doing me a service when in reality they're trying to say i want to be the face of x movement please pay me for the privilege you, you do have the right to question anything that you have given money to in absolutely terms of charity at absolutely. the end of the year go to them and ask them what is my money done in this organization i want to see where it went and if they refuse to give you that information, then don't give them any more money. Well, because I, you need to know where your money's going. Well, and it's it's for. it's one of the things where in the last you know few podcasts I bored my soul out and talked about depression. But what I'm talking about now is how to deal with that shit. You know yeah. how to how to put up boundaries, how to build structure, and how to get out of it. And one of the structures I've learned is just take no shit. 
the because rules aren't as real as you think they are. If no, you live in a third world country for any amount of time, you start to realize this. Oh yeah, that's 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 what I always try to invite people to is broaden your fucking horizons. Come to Brazil. <laughs> no, I, yeah, go to Brazil. But what I'm saying is broaden your horizons. The things you think that hold you back that you think are laws and rules in many cases are social norms. And you will find that cultural and social norms are very different wherever you go. What you think here in America is abhorrent, like bribery in other parts of the world, is business. I'm, I'm not saying just, just like abhorrent, but just like impossible. You can't well, yeah, do it. It's, no, it's just like, for example, if I got pulled over by a policeman in Brazil, if I didn't offer a bribe and sincerely, not like condescendingly, sincerely mm-hmm. offer the policeman some compensation for his time, I would expect a very rough treatment. And I'm not saying that based on any sort of preconception. It's just I understand that there is business. And if you get in this guy's way and make him do this, you have to compensate him for it. And I understand that. That's okay, though, because that's understood. What I hate is when someone on the front end goes, everything's on the level and straight. (laughs) And then they're like, all right, then behind the corner, Hey, give me some money. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. You can be straight or you can be corrupt. I don't care. I just want to know what I'm running into. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what the bill is. So if someone tries to shake me down, I'm like, how much? I just want to know a rate of services. I want to negotiate. That's where I go. So the guy's like, well, I'll pull you over. Data. I'd be like, all right. All right. $20 to get a traffic ticket. How much for an escort at a hundred miles an hour to the airport? You have to upscale, right? Uh, it it's dangerous. <laughs> well, it's, c- c- come on, it's it, it's called living large, isn't it? It's it's a lot to do with who you know too. It's not well, of course. just all about in, in Brazil. Is it's not just about money. Oh well, no, it's 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 about respect. It's about status. That's what I mean. That's yeah. that's that's respect. People look up. So the idea is, is you have to give money, but you have to be sincere about it. It can't be, I'm giving you money because yeah, I'm a rich I, American. I, yeah, I know. It has to be done deferentially in a way like you've earned it. Yeah. And it has to be done respectfully. Yes. It's, it's one of those things where some cultures you have to give it like, oh my God, I'm afraid of you. In other cultures, it's, I'm sorry for bothering you. You're a person of respect. And it's, it's, it's a subtle thing, but Americans don't get that. They just go, that's bribery. That's a shakedown. They don't understand that's a social function and a token of social function in some cultures. It may not be money. It may be, you bring someone a treat, you bring someone a favor. You can't come empty handed. You know, there's, there's all these little things of culture that people don't get and they'll dismiss it very easily from the Western perspective. They'll just go, ah, that's bribery. You got to bribe everyone there. And it's like, it's business. It's culture. It's respect. It's all of these little things. And it depends. Well, it's it's, not, people don't openly accept like 90, I think something like 80 to 90% people report they've had to give a bribe at least once in their life. Mm -hmm. It's not something that necessarily people just always agree. No, 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 no. It's, it's just a fact. It happens. It happens. And so it's, it's one of those things where if it happens in a culture Mm -hmm. and it's accepted in a culture, it becomes one of those things where it evolves a mystique about it. One of the great ways of saying that is like the Sicilian Omerta. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There is a whole way of giving money in that that is not open, but it is a way of respect. And so when you start looking at stuff like global economies, you start also looking at hidden economies or regional economies. So like if you look at the economy of a town, 
the money flows through big businesses to small businesses to ancillary businesses to, you know, the various functions government takes its chunk and what have you. If you look at some places like Brazil, you have these really interesting economies because you have a city economy and you have a state economy. So the city economy is, you know, tourist driven, business driven, bank driven, mm -hmm. tech driven, industry driven finance. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the hub of that. But then the state is like overwhelmingly agrarian and it's or all industrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's one of the things the state serves the city. And that's an yep. interesting idea. The, st the state serves the capital. Yes. And so it's interesting to see how that flows in that process. But there's also a hidden economy yep. like you see in some countries. Like for a long time in Russia, there was an enormous black market because the real economy couldn't always import Western goods or make goods available. And because of the tariffs, the duties and all of the bribes to get things through and available, you Even had internally to, within the country. You can't, oh, yeah. oh, people yeah. would speculate. Well, I know the price for this product's going to be higher in this other region. So I'm just going to like take a road trip there and just hide it under a panel in the trunk of my car and resell it. Yeah. And, get a ton you, of money. and you had the same thing happen in America. Remember the, there was that guy where there were no Trader Joe's and he was going across the border to get yeah, items. He would from, just buy Trader Joe's grocery. And yeah. 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 Cross the border and resell it. Yeah. It was a bootlegger for Trader Joe's. So yeah. it happens in the West. But what I love talking about is like where you see bribery and what have you as little micro economies in Brazil, you also have a hidden economy the favelas and what have you, because you look at that economy and you go, well, it's not a banking economy. It's not one that puts its money or wealth into a bank. It doesn't invest it in standard. Not means. in a recognized. That's bank. not in a recognized. Got them organized enough that they have banks, but it's, but it's interesting yeah. because it's separate, but it does have its own hierarchies. It yes. does have its own culture. A lot of it isn't even in favelas, man. I mean, you go to Saada, that's like, in that's in the downtown region. That's all out in the open. It's just like ten. It's just like you know. It's like a bazaar, and you yeah. go there and you get. I you know you you go there and you get like all the fucking console games you want for a dollar each. And oh yeah. In the case, it's just all in black and white for the, and it's printed on like regular printer paper. Oh sure. I mean it's bootleg city and but and it the, fucking works. All oh, the sure. cuts the all, like I got Smash Brothers Brawl and all the cutscenes were always played the first intro cutscene, <laughs> but the game played fine. It was just really drawing like playing through the campaign. Like you beat the mission and it starts doing the intro again. <laughs> yeah, because they had to jailbreak it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is that like when you see those hidden cultures, a lot of Americans will recoil at that. They're like, you you can't you can't buy stolen thing. You can't buy pirate. You. I'm not it, gonna pay two hundred fucking bucks uh, or like local currency like you, you it'd be like paying the 100 us dollars at the time yeah well that's the thing game. is like is, no well it's it's one of those things where i say i remind people in the west to be mindful because it's not fucking fair exactly to, it's not, it's not fair, fair. For them to like right you know pay out the ass for shit well yeah because they want to play a video game too and they should at the end of the long day play a video game because they are no less a fucking shit poster than you are and so it's one well, of those you have to you have to say this out loud all right, at this point, this is what you have to say out loud. And you have to say it with the most British accent you can. And I apologize to, apologize to British people. I know you don't normally don't. sound this way. But you have to go, well, they don't deserve it because they're poor. And I worked yeah. really hard for my money. Well, Poor people I, don't work. I, allow, I, allow me, allow me to elucidate the, um, as, as I would like to call it, the balance of power in the empire, yeah. as it were. As you see, we get more, as you as, get less. As you can see, um, at, at the current rate of expanse, we will need three or four Indias a month. <laughs> so get cracking, Jones. Go find some Indias and bring them back to us at once. You, you, yeah, 
you'd literally have to say out loud that you don't really care about poor people. They should well, yeah, steal and, these games that game developers and made. so it's, it's but they're in South America, well, where most of it is just endless fields of well, fucking corn and and farmland and shit well, and that it, you eat. Well, and yeah. here's yeah, it, it, that that we they eat. work harder than we do on shit <laughs> to to sell our food to us for then not we much. Go, yeah, you have to pay one hundred and thirty dollars for for, a, for a, Cry Five. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, so that's that's why Christ. I love. Well, that's why I love to throw myself into local culture because the last time I went to South America, I just went off the beaten path and I didn't speak much of the language, and the people I was hanging out with didn't have much of a problem with that. And, you know, donde esta las mota? You can find pot or beer anywhere. And so I just go off the fucking beat. They'll, be- fucking, they'll yeah. offer it to you on the street, man. Yeah, no, you just the, fucking. The overhear English is like, ooh. Yeah, but but here's the thing is you just sit there and you start talking with people and you realize you're all bitching about the same shit. You yeah. all have the same fucking ah, problems. Fucking rent went up again. Yeah, the fucking rent went up. Can you believe what the government's doing? The price of gas these days. Can you believe it? fucking women? Oh my God, my wife. And everyone, same shit. You, you just hear yeah, all just, the same stuff. People. And you may, you may understand one word out of three, but if you hear one word out of three and you hear enough of the same words, you're like, oh man, this guy's yelling by his lady. <laughs> I know this argument. I I may know one out of ten words this guy's saying. I know I was talking though. I'll buy the next round. And you just sit there and you have fun and then you start exploring the life. And they're like, hey, you want to go get some soda? And you're like, yeah, I want to go get some soda. And you go buy soda and you have your soda in a bag with a straw. And you're like, wow, this is fucking trippy. But hey, I'm going to do that. And you're walking around and everyone else is really cool. And you're like, hey, where do you get those cool shoes? And he's like, I fucking made them. And you're like, man, I wish I could make shoes. <laughs> and so, yeah, but you realize that guy had to learn how to make fucking shoes. So you have to ask yourself, who's really the fool in this situation? Well, that's what I mean is like, I, I'm, I'm going like, wow, that's unfortunate, but I'm having the moment of going, I don't know how to make fucking Reeboks. Yeah. I don't know how to make my own shoes. I had to go down to a part of town where a lot of sad people who reach the age of 90 walk around at nine in the morning to go talk to some poor underpaid like footlocker kid who doesn't under even understand basic math try to size up my feet to put on a pair of shoes that cost 250 fucking dollars yeah and here's a guy exactly who knew how to cut and stitch fabric and leather to make a pair of shoes <laughs> and and i was like bullshit because he's like i made these and i was like bullshit and he says where's the logo and I saw it and I looked and I was like, what the fuck? And then he started talking about how he made them. And I was like, you made your own fucking shoes? And he's like, he's like, man, I wanted some comfy shoes. And he says, I couldn't afford them. So I made them. And I was like, shit. In America, if you were like, I made my own Reeboks, they'd be like, hipster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they would dismiss that. That's not trivial to be able to make comfortable footwear. No, that's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. And the guy was just like, man, I just made my the own shoes. The work of a cobbler is really kind of an artistry. Well, yeah, but the guy just did it. Country, that's and, the, for sure. and the guy just did it. So yeah. what I'm saying is like, he was like, I want something and I couldn't. So I did it and nothing got in his way. And then you look in the West and you find people who are like, they bribe people down there and they have black markets and it's scary and i'm like oh the poor people there made their own fucking cities out of scrap so yeah they didn't fucking just they didn't just sit around and well, and for fucking hand people that are in cleveland and detroit see the same exact shit and i'm like look at broad like gestures broadly around them yeah. like yeah. hello well, where and here's, are we at? but but that's that's the thing is that i had a friend of mine who was libertarian i'm a libertarian 
and he was like, uh, yeah, I was thinking of going to South America, da 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 da. And he's like, I, I don't want to go to Brazil. And I was like, why? Go to Brazil. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I was like, Fogo to show us from there. Go there. And he's like, I, I don't know. I was like, Fogo. Land of Fogo, buddy. And yeah, he's go to South Brazil. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, go to Brazil. And he's like, no. And I was like, all the coffee you like from there. What are you afraid of? Being fucking mugged? I was you like, you can't don't get mugged in the US. Yeah. I was, I was like, dude, well, he at first he's like, well, there's crime. And you I was have like, a mugger's pocket. And then you have your real money in another place. No, there's I, 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 way I to deal with this. I, I, I told him, I was like, what are you afraid of? And <laughs> of he course. said, he said, in, during the Olympics, even the Brazilian police were like, don't come here. Well, yeah, but that was because. And I was like, well, yeah, they don't want the paperwork. No, it's not just. <laughs> they're just like when you okay if you if you grew up in areas in dangerous areas you learn this it's not all fucking like far cry five all the, oh, it's yeah, not gt it's, it's not all it's not grand theft auto all the fucking time no but if you add a hundred thousand more people to an area that's already rough and already has its problems and you fuck up its infrastructure and they already can't deal with it yeah it's gonna make it a hundred times no, worse what yeah. i'm saying is in dangerous areas it's not all fucking like battle of baghdad 24 7 it's not fucking <laughs> ferguson rides 24 7 it's some of the time and you usually you kind of know when it's coming. Well, I, I remember I rem- when it's when when you know there's going to be a, a fucking flare up of street violence. You just stay inside for a while and you let it pass. If you live in the Midwest, you might be thinking, oh, that sounds like hurricane season or whatever. Yeah, it kind of is the same. thing. Yeah, it's it's like it's like hurricane season. And, and it's they like I have insurance for it. Well, yeah, it, it's just one of those things where like. It was funny because Goat and I were talking about the relativeness of like dealing with just crazy stuff because we as Americans will go like, oh, South Americans crazy. They made junk cities. And I'm like, dude, you're a libertarian. These guys were like, I'm not going to do the government thing and I'm going to build my own civilization right next to yours. Yeah, I want I don't <laughs> want to fucking commute. I don't want to commute four hours. I'm just going to build my own fucking house out of whatever. I'm going to build around. my own city. I'm like, going to disregard. Fucking, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to yeah. disregard um, building code and just build it at a steep angle because I fucking can't. It's the most libertarian shit there is. Well, that's what I mean. Is I was like, why? Why do you hate that? And he's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, I get it, but it's, you don't because you don't like fucking poor people. Well, and and that's the thing is like when I was fucking dirt ass poor, that was when it was fun because I was like, what happens if I lose everything? Oh well, that's like eight bucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But hey, man, gotta get them cans of ravioli. Gotta no get one. Once admit they ate eight cans of ravioli, but <laughs> but that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's the thing is like. I, I will admit over the over the past few years things have been hard and the past six months have been really hard and the past few months most recent have been the most hard and I've I've been dealing with a lot, but part of that is just learning how to reevaluate your life and put things in perspective. You know, you, you have to you have to put things in sequence and you have to put things in order and you have to make certain that things are working both ways and that's why i've been like on the patreon and many other places just saying to people like i'm i'm doing the best i can but i've also realized that you know after a decade of of pouring my heart out and everything else and dumping content sometimes like multiple times a day and all that other shit what i found out is when you stop doing that because you can't anymore because things go bad in your life or get really complex the people who used to fucking say you were great and everything else about those episodes move on very quickly and you realize that you worked a long time keeping people in an artificial sense of happiness because you worked so hard 
to make a few people happy because that was, you know, the feedback you needed. That was something you needed to maintain you and it distracted you from doing what you wanted to do. Yeah. And so putting that into perspective, losing a lot of stuff and suffering bad loss is one of those things you have to do. It's, it's one of those things that puts things into perspective. It makes you have to wait and balance things and it makes you realize what's important. And I, I find that it's, it's kind of interesting right now to sit around as an American and look at the world and see a lot of people out there trying to suddenly say they're mad. And I, I get it. A lot of people out there in the mad, the world are mad. I mean, the last few years have not been easy. There's a lot of stuff to be mad about. There's plenty of shit to be mad about. And we're, necessarily, yeah, necessarily. Yeah, but it's just one of those things where I've told people, like, I don't want to hear it. And they, they think my capacity to care has been exceptionally diminished. And I'll tell you, right now it has, just because of the weight of everything else. But it's not a qualitative view versus their view or what have you. It's just I have what I can deal with. And I let people know that. But I've also learned very quickly, when you put up boundaries and say, I cannot deal with something, you'll find very quickly who's a boundary stepper. You're going to find out very, very quickly who can't accept that. You're going to find very quickly some people have never heard no in their life. And no matter what you do for them, if you say no once, you're a monster. And I've, I've learned that from some people. And it's, it's one of those things that I've been continually reminded of is, you, you have to know your limit when you're a giver because the takers have none and they will scrape you dry yeah. and they, they will leave you in a very, very bad fucking spot and they'll do it because that's what they've done their whole life and they'll move on to the next and they'll move on to the next and they'll move on to the next. You Love yourself, got, but don't have apathies for others. That's yeah, well, that's, the, well that's, that's the thing. That's, that's why it's, it's easy for me to ignore a lot of attention, I find, because I question its validity when I know where it comes from. Yeah. I've had a lot of people reach out to me for various reasons, as you know, and I've made myself accessible through various channels. Uh, but the the thing is is that for people who want to get in touch with me or leave messages for me or or, or try to reach x or y or, or or want to explore x or y they i i find very frequent frequently they they're upset when i say you know i i understand that you have compassion for me and what have you but i always pose my warning about parasocial relationships because i want people to know that hey if, if you are feeling something through a screen, that's one way you need to understand that, that that is not a healthy way through which to see any relationship. And you need to understand that as much as you may feel compassion for me, and I understand that comes from a righteous place and I accept it as it is. I need to make sure that people are not making serious life impacting choices with very serious consequences based on a one-way feedback because the one thing that has really <clears throat> kind of disgusted me over the past few years is ever since COVID made a lot of people suddenly turn insular and suddenly figure out how the fuck the rest of us live and feel, I, I found out that a lot of a lot of people out there as, as streamers and what have you have just found an ocean of money, an ocean of money in people that are 
just lonely or sad or scared. And they, they feed that parasocial relationship and they rake them over those coals for their livelihood. And my compassion is to the people in this case, because there's no sin in being lonely or scared or afraid. That's really gonna be okay in the end. It's just that I hate to see it when things are uncertain for someone to say that they will tranquilize your well-being and your make everything good and acceptable in the world if only you'll pay them a little money and get them to acknowledge you. It's televangelism. Well, that's what I mean. I see it in the same vein. I hated televangelism as a kid, and I hate that shit now yeah. for the same reason I hate Fiesta Pale. I hate lies packaged as wholesomeness. And a lot of the times they don't even realize that they're selling that. It's like automatic. They feel like they're doing the right thing. Well, they, they don't. They, well, they feel like they're doing the right thing because it's called the hustle. If you see people talking about that culture, the hustle culture, yeah. I, I'm hustling. Sigma grind set. Well, that's what I mean. It's the hustle. Is they're like, yeah, man, I got to make that money. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. Here's what I've learned is if I walked into your place of business and every five minutes I turned and tried to sell a product to you during the course of our nominal transaction, you would probably think me insane. But there are people who do that. Yeah. And there's an ocean of folks who applaud it. And I just want you to know that if, if you feel you're being taken advantage of, please look up what a parasocial relationship is and be very mindful. I, I, I know it's a huge downer. It's a huge downer to say this stuff to people, but it's, it's one of those things I've seen the rise of and I'm very concerned about. It's, it's because it's, it's, easy, it's easy to feel vulnerable. It's very easy to feel vulnerable. It's easy to feel afraid. It's easy to feel scared. It's easy to feel overwhelmed. But the one thing I try to keep people just mindful of is just because I'm a voice on the Internet and just because I do nice things doesn't mean I should have any special place in your heart or any special place in yeah. your soul or any special place in your life. I just want people to acknowledge that they're not making or forming an unhealthy relationship. And I'm not trying to diminish their feeling or appreciation. It's very, it's very wholesome. It's, it's very wholesome and endearing indeed. But I've, I've found that a lot of people, especially in the last few years, have had a lot of trouble with that. I, I was going to say, if you make a lot of money doing something and people are just giving you lots of money, it doesn't validate anything. No, I mean you're not valid just because people give you money. I appreciate what you do. I oh, and sure, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shitting on that at all. I but, mean, if if that's your business and that's a transaction yeah. you're safe making, then please make it. No, no, no. What I'm what I'm also trying to say is that if people give you money for any reason, it doesn't mean your points are valid than anyone else's. It just means that that person sees what you believe in and wants to give you that money, but it also doesn't mean that that person is also going to be your friend. Then, it's it's supporting an initiative. And I, I yeah. try to tell people that, like, the idea of anything we do is I, I say that, you know, 98% of what you fucking pay for ends up on the screen. I mean, shit we paid ourselves an hourly rate out of this budget you'd see one text talks battle take every five years to live off of it and i mean live off of it at a poverty budget it's it's one of those things where we work ourselves way over time yeah we go way overboard on stuff like that and that's why those projects work out i mean we'll never be able to live off this stuff but we're, we're grateful for it however that 
Mm-hmm. Do you think that it, uh, when you receive something positive from someone, is that is that valid? That's it's hard for me. That's that's a hard one for me. And I'll I'll give you an example. I am a person who has a number of vulnerabilities and I've discussed them. I've discussed them openly. I've discussed my battles with alcohol, my ongoing battles with depression, the many times I've failed and fucked up. I mean, I'll just, I'll admit it. I, I'm not a proud man. I'll just go like, yeah, fuck, I drove that right into the ditch, you know, or man. Yeah. Remember that time I walked on broken legs cause I was stubborn. Yeah. Cause I'm a dumbass, And so I just do that shit. Right. I, I just, I'm stubborn and I, I, I'm willing to deal with pain rather than to accept I'm hurt. It sounds dumb, but that's how damaged people get through life. And so I just keep falling forward. But the, the problem is, I'll give you two examples of compassion gone wrong. Okay. One example is I, I do have female fans and and they know that I have few interests. I, I like classic rifles and machine guns. Um, I, I like I like BattleTech. I like strategy games. Um, I like classic movies and making movies with my friends. And I like strong women. And 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 I I say that is just a fact. I've said that many times. I'm just honest. Like people have asked the question, and I'm like, that's what I like. And and it just honest and open. And yeah, I thought not, not trying to like be fucking perverted about it. No, just just, just yeah. no, it's it's like if you say what kind of coffee do I like? I like Brazilian Santos. You know, that's very, that's a very equally based choice. Well, yeah, it's it's just that's what I like um, with or without creamer depends because sometimes it's just light and sweet enough and not acidic. Like I have tastes in all sorts of things, you know, but I'll say that. So I'll have women reach out and they're like hey Tex I find you're attractive and I was like you don't know anything about me that doesn't sound very genuine at all and and I'm not trying to destroy something but I want someone to know that it's very odd to write someone like that it takes time to get to know someone it really really does especially if you want to value someone and if you're intending if you're intending if you are intending to genuinely approach this and I mean genuinely approach this yeah like I want to get to know you would you not want to separate the art from the artist? Would you not want to get Absolutely. to know? Absolutely. Right. So that's what I mean is the problem is, is people approach it wrong. You could be like, <laughs> there could be all kinds of shit, like fucked up shit that you're not showing. Right. Exactly. And that's and what I tell those people. As I said, madam. Much as you've, and I wanted to say like much as you've bared like your soul out here. There's so much more that you could be leaving. Well, I, I, I could. There could be and reasons. You could, and you could be bullshitting. A lot I, could, of this. I could. I could lie. I could have been lying since it's a long con at this point for no payout. But I, I'm saying I could yeah, be people just go on the Internet and say lies. Well, of course they do. Usually they stick to forums, though. Yeah. Oh, I've been here all summer. Um, But the the thing is, is that like, look, it's I want people to point out. I, I say, first of all, like if if you the, the short form of fan is fanatic. I was just thinking that. Yeah, and and I I let, I say if you're a fanatic of my work, you may you may love looking at Rembrandt all day, but I guarantee you would not enjoy Rembrandt. Like the person. Yeah, I'm like artists are miserable fucking people. And I I just let people know that like you start to get to they know They can be. Most of us I, are. I I also want to say I'm like not. the the thing about people approaching you about that stuff, it's look, it's not that Tex doesn't have a libido like anybody else. But what he's saying is it's not normal for him to be in a daily conversation with people on the internet 
to bring up shit like this. No, it's not. Like I, and I'll tell you, it's not yeah. normal for me either. No, and and, it's not normal. Probably, but, well, Go could probably. Uh, well, I'm not yeah, speak it's, for it's, Go, but I know it's not normal for me to hear people talk about. That no, stuff. it's it's it's. I'm a I'm I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a pruder. I'm not a prude. yeah. We're not prudes. I'm not I'm not a pruder or anything. But it's just like. It's not a cornerstone of what I talk about in public or anything like it's in in I've told people I'm really not wired to chase skirt or anything like I, I've seen friends of mine fucking drive off the deep. Oh, man, I love this girl. She's the best. Yeah, Three years the later Wolf from Tom and Jerry. Like, well, that, that's that's, that's what I mean is like. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing is I've seen so many of my friends just drive right off that cliff and then they're like, I shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, dude, yeah, you were young and full of hormones. And instead of exercising reason, you threw your back into it. And God bless. But you have 12 kids now. And <laughs> and, you know, I good luck. And, and I mean, there's a reason I don't do that because my pullout game is weaker than the U S military. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, uh, it's, it's one of those things of, so I, he's I, got the jokes too. It's yeah. just that we don't talk about this stuff normal cause it's not our, it's, it's not, not our personality. Oh, it's not my identity. Right. Yeah. And if that is, that's cool. But I, I'm, I'm not like an open guy about it, but I have people, the problem is, is like, look, every time I've been hurt in my life and beat up in my life and smashed in my life my world gets smaller mm -hmm. and every time i get attacked or ruined or someone walks off with a part of my heart or my soul one that i bared freely my world gets a little smaller and right now i've got a tiny little pixel and i can use that and i'm glad i can because through that little pixel i can move people a good example is um, the Civil War. There's a part where Kerensky gives his final speech, George Ledoux doing a good job. And there's very subtle scoring. And Michael, remember, I obsessed over it. It was because my writing and my scoring and George Ledoux and all of that up to that point was an emotional strike. And it was supposed to be. And of all the things I did... I had a lot of people write me about that, that one specific thing. They said, that made me bawl my eyes out. That made me feel very sad. And I just nodded and I said, thank you. What I've not told people is that was a cultivated move on my part. And it wasn't to make you feel sad for no reason. It was me digging into my sadness and using that to paint for the first time. That's art, man. That's and that was pain. I am reborn. That was me sharing with you guys despair and sadness. And that was me sharing that in the best way I knew how. And that was one of the first times I'd reached out and touched somebody. Yeah. And I had a lot of people out there. And I can do that through a little pixel. But the problem is, is that when you become someone who is very quiet and very private and generally tries to stay out of things, generally tries not to, you know, talk politics or controversy or whatever, just live and let live guy and trying to get by and do his best. And, and, and you do something like that. And then you, you know, go back to your little bunker because you've been hurt a lot in your life and you, you want to, you want to live in your light, nice, quiet little place. And, um, you find people will crawl into that world and try to shatter it because they want to take from that. They, they have heard or listened or felt and they, they believe they understand that. And I, I try to tell people that 
as much as I appreciate the compassion of a stranger, I don't appreciate pop psychology from tourists who are going to crawl into my life, try to get me to roll over to reveal something or what have you, and then just want to walk away when it gets boring. I don't need any more tourists in my life because I've had a lot like that. And so I try to remind people that if they are compassionate, the best thing anyone can do is just be honest and open and see what happens. But I try to let people know that there is a certain and respectable way to talk to people. And they've lost that art. I'm an open and honest and kind guy, but I've found throughout my time on the Internet that, unfortunately, a lot of people are attracted for the wrong reasons. And they're very shallow ones. Yeah. It's, it's, they like. Oh, deep voice. deep voice or popularity on something or funny or all my friends talk about you or whatever is a marker for desirability. I don't know because I seldom have it, but I try to tell people that I I don't see myself as anything special. And when someone comes to me and starts acting like I'm some majestic soul or something, I don't, don't know how to accept that so i don't and when when it starts coming down to the pop psychology and i want to help and blah 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 i i try to tell people that i am managing and i seriously doubt that there is someone out there equipped to suddenly ride into my rescue and make everything better i understand that for many people out there, they yearn to be a nurturing soul and to fix the Mr. Tex hobby kit. However, I caution you and that you must look in your own life back and ask how many things have you successfully fixed before you attempt to do it for real. And what do you do for yourself? Right. And so it's one of those things is I caution people one, like, hey, don't play with fire. This is someone's life. Like, be respectful. This is not entertainment to me. That's I'm burying my soul because I'm trying to tell you like, Hey, I'm trying to be a real fucking dude and I don't know how to talk about some of this shit. So I'm just going to say it and hang me if you want. And I'm, I'm just, I'm that's, that's the best I can do. But the, the other thing I try to tell people is there is (laughs) this group that I've referred to several times and I, I've seen them do it, but there is a group that I've referred to as the Manchurian candidate committee which has tried to be like, Hey, Tex, you should speak to this girl. She's into robots or whatever. And I'm like, guy, that's creepy. That's, that's, that's like freaky Friday, like parent trap shit. That's yeah. like, we're going to trap our parents into getting back. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? And they've invited me into rooms with these people and been like, Hey, you guys have fun. And I've had to politely explain to these women, I apologize sincerely for these people. I apologize sincerely for what they believe they have done. Here is a very brief rundown. I am not going to bother you any further. I, I, am, I am mortified. I apologize. And then I have to go yell at those guys. And they're like, well, we're just trying to help. No, you're not. You're making me look sadder than I am. And that's really an effort. Please, <laughs> please, yeah. please don't do that. Blind like, dates are only fun if, if both parties agree to go on yeah, a date it's, in the first it's, place. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, guys, I appreciate the effort, but 
have some compassion here. If I suddenly showed up in your fucking life with something you weren't doing right and then just said good luck and told you to walk off with it, you wouldn't be happy, would you? No, that's the equivalent of leaving a flaming bag on someone's porch. Right. So I just ask people to have a little compassion in that, just to be a little nice. It's, it's kind of like just like tossing a dime at someone. <laughs> well, right. It's like it's, someone's like, oh, man, I've, I don't know if I can make or and you just like throw them like a couple, like you just like toss pennies in their face or some shit. Well, right. That's and, how and, it comes up. And, and it's, it's one of those things of like, look, guys, I really appreciate the compassion. You want Mr. Tex to be happy. Believe me, no one more than me wants me to be happy. Believe me. But short of like someone figuring out like mind melding shit, that would be nice. That would be great if you could like grok my shit and figure out what's wrong with me and be like, oh, bro, what you need to do is blah. And I'd be like, oh, thanks, bro. No, thanks for the mind meld. Spock would touch your head and go, ah! <laughs> and then immediately go like, I don't believe I can fix him, Captain. I'd be like, dude, <laughs> I'd be like, Spock, you just got to Tuesday, man. You got to keep going. No, he knows. He knows. Oh. He's all aware that he's going to be like, he's going to be shaking. People have to walk him away and you're like, <laughs> Spock, been- Spock just lights a cigarette. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even the it's not even the character, it's the actor. Yeah. And he's like, I dug deep for that part. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy's like, I dug really deep for that. He just screams in the bathroom for ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, it gets better, bud. Like, Leonard Nimoy, can you really mind will the people? Like, no, but at this moment I believe I did. See, well, that's, it's it's like it, one of the things I try to people tell people to be mindful of is I'm sharing my sad story, but it's one of those things where everyone's got a sad story. And because you've had a sad story doesn't mean that, you know, helping me with mine makes yours any better or worse. We all have a sad story and that's okay to have a sad story. Some people are living through their sad story right now, but I'm just going to tell you this right now. I've been talking with the Battletech Ukraine guys and they're not having a sad story. They're digging deep. They're finding their heart and their soul. And, and it, they, they yeah. actually give a shit. And you know what they're saying is from what I'm hearing about these guys, they're saying they're pulling together. They're having the best time that they can. They're looking out for each other. They're trying to help each other and they're actually caring deeply. And I'm like, you know, you're, you guys are doing everything you can. And when you know you're doing everything you can, that's really freeing. And they're like, yeah, it is. And, and we, we, we just kind of bonded on that. And I, they, their compassion is beautiful. These guys heard about me talking about my setbacks and what have you. And the first thing they said was, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And these and, are guys living in a fucking war zone. Yeah. They're like, God, Tex, that sounds terrible. And I, I just started talking about my life with them and they were talking about their life with me and we, we've just hit it off and we've started talking about how it is tragic. Some of the things I've experienced and it's tragic. Some of the things they are experiencing, but it's suffering is universal. That bonds you to people. And if you just open up with your tragedy, what I've found more often than not is I'm not alone. There are a lot of people who've had that tragedy. And if you, if you open up about that shit and, and you're honest about it and you're, you're decent, you'll, you'll find that a lot of people have that same story. And then you find you're not that different and, and you can kind of bridge that gap transition you know a little bit and 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 start to actually have some empathy but i find people who approach me on that angle have have either decided in their own mind what's best for me as though i am some sort of child or they have decided in their own case they understand what's wrong with me in which case i'd like to know but i don't think that's going to fix anything and it's look you might be miserable internally text you're not miserable to be around 
No. And it's not impossible oh, I, to approach Tex. Like, no, I, hey, look, oh, I, I approach Tex. I'm fucking living with the dude now. <laughs> well, yeah, Mike, Mike and Goat both approached me, and now they're my roommates. So yeah. I'm I not didn't approach you. I'm, I couldn't make I'm making I, a joke. I, I know. I, look, I couldn't I, I make po- Tex come to Brazil, so Brazil come to. It's tech. called hyperbole. I am going hyperbole, to Mike. Publicly state this for the record. Tex came to my ass I on did. my small shitty stream I did. with my Ohio. I, I intruded on his stream several he times. Yelled through my television, which I came did. Through the house it was awesome because my audio thing broke. Yeah. So he just no, started coming I, out of the I TV. Begged, only. I begged Mike. I crawled. I crawled to his nah, feces and I kissed each and every we one just, of his little toes. We just bullshitted about how editing sucks well, and, I mentioned and people something who off, edit are terrible people. Uh, and I mentioned something offhand <laughs> was like, oh yeah, Mike's like running a little short on grocery money and he's like oh my god i didn't sleep for yeah, like go, three it's days like his fucking like recon team came Whoa. into my no, house i mentioned that like i was yeah like, you mentioned one- it out of compassion but the problem I know, is I I did, yeah but the problem I is found it funny I, that the next day after you left you i didn't ex- i didn't say that with the expectation that he was going to do that well yeah but you I, have to I understand that, that i didn't it's sleep fine. Fine. i didn't sleep when he when I heard that, I, I can't hear that people I work with are not going through things. So I started shipping you crates. I didn't want your money. Yeah, yeah so, so I started shipping bacon money. instead. Well, I, I shipped you enough calories and bacon to keep you alive. And then when you ran out of uh, the ability to process grease, you started taking my money. And and that's because I can't see people who... You also didn't want me to die either, which is really well, nice. Yeah, but it's, it's why I also told you you have to go to the dentist or I'll fire you. It's 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 yeah. one of the... It, I, I literally said that. Yeah, Rue Canal, uh, April 11th? Well, those, did those yeah. words not come out of my mouth? Go to the dentist or I'll it's, fire you. You said that to me after I'd already made my appointments, to be fair. I yeah. was already making them. I just had to wait for my dental insurance. I know, but I have to keep saying stuff. It and it's, you feel better. I it does. Do it. And that's, that's the thing is it's, it's not said that like haha i told mike or held it over him it's but, just no I, that's that's how i'm wired is like if someone's fucked up it doesn't matter if i need everything mm-hmm. i have to do something it's compulsion and people are like oh here's text trying to be noble bright it's like no i'm a failed 911 operator it's a compulsion out of my failure to save people i'm a broken man if you talk to most people in that profession they'll all have a similar response well that's the thing is i or have to or they're like completely dead well like, that's, that's a, oh yeah no it's they, they've first, they've just first responders in general oh yeah they've yeah. boarded the xanax boat for nap nap time i know but the the thing is is that like i i'm one of these people that's just mad and alive and angry and so when i see someone struggling like yeah i jump in there's a lot of people i've just written checks to or whatever it, it's just I'm not a rich man, but you know, I I can I can when sleep comes, I don't worry about what I might have done. And I'll tell you this much: at night, I don't miss money. No, like at night, I'm not like, well, if I had that money, I could have if a thicker blanket, two hundred more dollars. Well. It's not much in the end. Like, there's been plenty of fucking times where I had money and nothing to spend it on. And that didn't help me. And and it's it's one of those things. Money money can't really buy happiness. You can rent that shit. You you can you can rent things. Or you can you, rent it when it's available. When it's available. But the, but Look, the thing is, money is, can buy you a keytar. Yeah, I mean you you can that go buy. Me, that makes me very not you, yeah. You, well, you can go buy a keytar. You can go buy. You, go, but you can only get one keytar, and then you're like, I got it. I get, yeah. You have it now. Now you don't else? have a collection. But the the, the point like twenty you ever made. But well, 
yeah <laughs> I, I i think there's yeah there's there's not many no, I, no, I, no. I think i've seen like I think like all, three companies made I, I think like all of them were in the same music video but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the, anyway sorry yeah it's it's the thing is is money's money's not the motivator it, it's security it's at the end of the day knowing i did everything and that i have value that's all i care about i if, if i can if i can do that and be a moral person then i will be okay and and so people seem to not have a clear understanding of my values or at least have again a pixels view of it and I, I try to tell people that I, I can move the world through a pixel, but their view of me is similarly a single photon in width. And I, I try to tell them that there is someone else behind the art that is very deliberate in all the choices I make. And I'm very careful in how I do things. And it's one of those things where I don't go around telling people I'm an artiste or whatever. When I'm in the BPL, I'm just walking around and being a grumbly guy and whatever. I, I don't want any special treatment or center of attention or anything. I mean, as you know, Mike on, on movie night or on release night, I, I watch these things privately in my room and take notes. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, it sucks whenever we see, we do this, we, we watch this multiple times and then we still notice mistakes during the fucking. Pre- yeah. And it, that's, that's how I process things. Well, I immediately mean, he'll message me when it happens too. Yeah, Fuck, we forgot the F key. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and it's it's fine, but it's it's one of those things where you notice QC things and you, you take that shit very seriously. It becomes part of your life. And and a lot of people when they look at that, they go, Wow, guy makes money and makes movies me like and they don't understand that there is actually a great deal more to that if you care. Now if you care about money, there's a great deal less to it. It's called we'd make an assembly line, Mike. We'd figure out a formula and we'd make out a hundred videos a week. And you and I would live in a house with a giant check mark on the side of it, somewhere in San Francisco or something. We'd have a Tesla. So and we know. A, so the so the plague of locusts knows where to go when the time comes. Exactly. I had this whole plot of land kind of thought out, you know, in Grand Canyon. We have like one of those like weird glass houses that are oh, built, on the, inside the, built into the cliff. Yeah. I, okay. So we have like guys with MP5s. I, I, I'll, tell you, <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. If if anyone out there is like a fucking billionaire and and just wants to like fund the Grand Canyon. BPL MP5 catwalk intruder map uh, house uh, get with us but unfortunately on the investment I'm going to have to for the return of investment I'm going to have to put uh, post-mortem my own death because there's no way in hell I will pay you back <laughs> but if you want to yeah. make volcano lair happen let me know you can Until throw money then, away all you want at us baby yeah it's it's like I'm just telling you right now the same pledge I've always made. Mm-hmm. This is this is it, any money that's given to me is going to go into production of dumb stuff. It, it's that's how I'm driven. I have to use it that way, or I feel really, really, really guilty, like really, really guilty. Yeah, he does what he can to try to get as much. Dude, I did stuff. Well, dude, possible. I I, I lands I, up in the red. It is. You take um, it out of your own money a lot of the times. I do. Last four productions, I've had to dip about 10% into my own wallet, um, and I don't replenish that when it comes out. That money just goes into the next thing. Um, I've only done it a couple of times, and he does it way more than I do. This, I, is, this is his baby. This well, is the thing he wants to see It's happen. It's easy to justify because it's like your kid needs braces, okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's like you don't want to put something out there that you sweat on for a long time and then just like say like, hey, your kid needs a tutor. And you're like, nah, 
it, they can make do. You know, it's it's like no, it's something needs a little more time, attention, or money, or an expert. And it's like you know, it, when you're making these things, you have to do that. That requires a lot of passion, and attention, detail, and love. And it's one of those things where I don't feel equipped in what I do to pay myself a full salary for this. I don't. I do not feel that I've earned it. No. And and that's why I don't I'll take one. I never feel that way either. I still don't understand why people pay for just shit, honestly. Well, well I, I pay you because I can see the the time sink. But the thing is, is that I, I don't think what I generate in terms of idea or writing or direction or a lot of other things, it just doesn't make me feel I, right I to take it. I don't want to sound like ungrateful about it. I just don't understand no, it's, it because I come from a world of like theater. and. Well, yeah, but just, theaters, theaters, IOUs, exposure bucks. If you do yeah. this, I'll help you and blah, blah, blah. And here's the problem is that's all inherited from generations of exploiting people because you yep. get them on stage and you're like, I'm rewarding you. And the problem is, is that that's bullshit. It always has been bullshit. It always will be bullshit. All that Hollywood shit, all that fucking Weinstein shit. You don't need to feed people the Weinstein. You don't need to do all those things. You don't have to you operate. You can open up your own uh, fucking WBPL in the middle of wherever the hell you want to. Nobody is going to stop you except maybe city planning. Oh, dude, NFCC would fuck me up. Um, but just, you just go to the right offices, get the right permits. The people are there; they have nothing much to do. Isn't that what we're doing here right now, though? Shut up. No one needs to know about Compound X, and also no Compound more X. no more funding for Compound X. What? Uh, no, it's well, God, look. If I said, "Hey, I want to buy a town," the problem is, is that I would feel really guilty if we succeeded. I'd have to quit my day job uh because be i the best way to quit your day job that would be like hey i bought a town and i'm retiring <laughs> my boss would shit a brick He'll, no he would be like can i move there he probably would he'd be like can i buy a house there that would be his thing is like can i live there because i also want to escape this hell hole we've made uh, I'm not saying I work in a grim field, but it's one of those things where it ages you. So it's, it's you just work in a very corporate environment, man. That's just I, how it is. I do. It's, it's just, it's one of those things where you sit there and you're like, God, I wish I could escape this, but I ain't a billionaire. It's, it's one of those things where I had yeah, me worse. You, you kind of want to be there at a certain point it's we want to be there for the fun reasons not the real reasons that you actually deal with when you actually become a billionaire like well, paying taxes and employees no and no no I was, I was talking about what you're doing currently uh, well it's it's one of those things where it's like i understand why school teachers do what they do it's it's not about the money it's about shaping lives and doing good stuff and i understand why you know people in certain jobs do the job they do. I understand I've been a 911 dispatcher. I, I understand why emergency services is largely volunteer. My job pays below median for what I make, and I accept that. It's very stressful, and I also accept that. But I also understand when a job, and you're doing important work, and I understand when that's important, and and I have a deep appreciation of it. And when you have work that you know is important and you have work that you know does touch people in a positive way, you'll take abuse for it and you'll, you'll make some justifications. And I, I've lived a very simple life for the most part. I've had my wacky adventures and some crazy times, but I'm, I'm a man who doesn't want much. I've, I've never wanted much for material wealth or, 
you know, I, I've never lusted after exotic cars or, or, or strange trips or crazy food or experiences. I, 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 I've simply just wanted peace and stability to make, you know, occasionally the, the, the fun thing or the shit post. Yeah. And, and uh, you don't have to be a billionaire to do that. No. And that's why... That's why we keep telling people you can do this too. It's the well, same right. message that and it's, it's what Bob I'm, Ross and... and uh, Fred Rogers? Fred Rogers. Thing. Yeah. Fred Rogers. Well, yeah. Fred Rogers said. Well, it's, it's the thing is that like Fred Rogers could have made all the money in the world if he had gone to any of the big networks and they were offering to pay him all the money in the world. And he said, no, I'm going to go to PBS because I want to be my own boss and I want to do my own message and the work is important. He could have been the most richest man of his generation with that message, they would have monopolized him in every which way. And they would have put him into toys in every which way. And they would have made him very cheap. It was the eighties and nineties. That oh, would have they, been the they, perfect time. I mean, they, they, they the would have made him, time. they would have made him so yeah. cheap and he chose instead not to. And I'm not Fred Rogers. I'm not, I, I don't have his gentleness or kindness or skills or wide variety of experiences, but it's like he says, everyone's unique. Right. Him. But, but I have, the respect of the man's drive and I accept a lot of the things he said and I understand he was a big influence on my life and I, I know I will pale in comparison to both his morality and his actions but I feel that if I endeavor to measure myself against anyone in creating or anything and living a life Fred Rogers would be a damn fine choice hell yeah and I've it's it's one of those things where I, you have to understand my frustration at the world is I I've had people like literally sit there and go, oh you like Fred Rogers and I'm like yeah man Mr Rogers my fucking jam he just knew how to talk about stuff and and people are like well did you know he was a registered Republican or whatever they want to dream dream up and I'm like what does any of that have to do with his message of compassion and kindness over a lifetime of public service and to remind people that it's okay to be scared. What does that have to do with anything? Why would you have to diminish someone for that? And and I I, I just I, I don't understand why why people have to be so negative. And it's one of those things I, I try to point out to people is it's like I I jarringly find myself averse now a lot to to public interaction. And it's not that I want to make myself inaccessible. It's just often as much I do not find the words sufficient for me to express either my bafflement puzzlement or just sadness at the way some people think i i know i'm not going to be able to convince them because the subject hasn't changed and the volume hasn't changed and the you know point of view hasn't changed they're going to say and think and yell the same things in the same ways they always do but i don't understand why people feel the need to convey that to me I don't care because again, as I've said, I've, I've been attacked and scraped and beat up to the point where it's like, I do not have time remaining in my life to exercise any more thought on that. There was a chance once perhaps to have that conversation in public and politely so, but no, thank you. Yeah. That's all it took. Well, it's fine. It just reminded me of what I thought. And I, I thought it'd be a little different in that regard, but that's okay. Yeah. I can be a recluse. We all can. Just got to find recluses you can recluse with together. Let's take some questions from weirdos. Yeah. 
All right, so, so, it sounds like the Patreon update sometimes. It's like all this really deep and heavy. Here's what we're working on. And then, all right, here's some questions. And the answers are always beautiful. I love your Patreon updates. Thank man. you. They are so nice. All right. Let's get the question. Sorry, I don't mean to be sappy. It's just when I go through hard shit, I sappy, don't know. No, no, it's just I, I don't know how to not be blah. We we appreciate having positive messages, especially nowadays. So what's this one called? This one is Knife Fight City. Hell the yes. British Centurion fits all, into all of these categories. Now you'll have to pardon me because I need to actually make sure the sound works. Hey, longtime listener here. Uh, love the podcast and the channel content. Uh, just a quick question here: uh, What types of tanks? Do you think would be common in the Tank Knights universe? Would you use old World War One, World War Two classics, modern tanks that are in militaries right now, or maybe you know, would you let future go a little bit and make up a bunch of tanks that would be invented? Uh, keep up uh, all the amazing uh, content you create. I love you all. God, can you imagine those World War One land ships with the training wheels? Uh, they're not training well okay. i know. I, I can get into, i can get into the technicalities of that they but you're not wrong are. you're you're not wrong it's babby's first tank well, and it's having a, trouble this it's kind a of setting you're really trying to work on so what what kind of tanks uh, okay so the uh, my idea is that he's not deputy's not long the centurion would fit basically what you would want to find a tank is a tank that's like late 40s early 50s that's just the end of the lesson era of simpler cheaper better for wartime production and the beginning of the era of new sleek ideas. So you have like Centurion T-54 slash T-55, M-48 Patton. You have all of these cool tank ideas and, and you just throw all those out there and it would just be probably variants of those. Because if you go World War One, it'd be like, ah, yes, tank knights charge. And you'd be like, well, it moved eight feet and died. Yeah. And that would suck. And if you want to see how that plays out, the game's called Sprocket. If you want to <laughs> use future tanks, feudalism doesn't work and then if you want to do any more modern tanks again um i don't know but if if i had to set it now and then or if i had to set it now i would say t72s and yeah. the reason is because i know where to find a lot of them secondhand right now well that and you can have fucking just you know peasants build that shit well, the T-72 and, and a lot of that Soviet stuff is designed so simply. Yeah. It's designed so very simply and so very beautifully that it's it's idiot-proof. It's not, it, it's not designed to be next-gen or beautiful or anything. It's just designed to be simple to mass-produce and easy to work on. And sure, a lot of it's disposable, but that's the idea is, you know, by the end of the Soviet system, you have to understand the, the MiG-21 was cheaper to produce per unit than the BMP, at least by my last reading, unless I'm vastly off. But scales of economy can make everything really, really fucking cheap and simple if you just make them big enough. And so for a Tank Knights universe, you'd want something that would be like the equivalent of like a medieval longsword, nothing too fancy or whatever, but, you know, two sharp sides and a point. Fair enough. I, I I have no opinion on it. I don't know anything about tanks. I think that's a... Uh, sounds like a pretty awesome setting to learn that, though. It would be neat. Next question! Especially for people who, uh, like me, have an interest in a lot of things like ships and tanks and knows jack and shit about them. Start reading. Start reading. Ah. <sighs> There's a book over there I'd by Mr. Toll. It's called Six Frigates. I'll if you would the start G there. In Grand Theft Auto. I no god. <laughs> next question. What's anyway? It this one. Th so the next question is Battletech. This one is called Car Mech 
Same, same. Hello, Tex and those of the BPL. I uh, had a question about um, a podcast you had a while back about talking about different car manufacturers that actually produced mechs in the Battletech universe. He said you wanted to do a show on that, and I'm just hoping that may eventually happen. Um, also, watched a movie quite recently called T-34 about a Russian T-34 tank uh, uh, yeah, I've seen that. crew during World War II. Uh, I don't want to ruin the plot too much, but uh, pretty sure it would fit quite nicely with your uh, tank knights. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Or, yeah. Uh, game theory that is oh. um anyways check out the movie and uh, see what you think you guys keep doing what you're doing and uh take care and thanks a lot <laughs> t-34 is what if yeah. world war ii was a russian propaganda comic book um it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 got a lot of cool action sequences and slow motion shit in there that are just really stupid well, it's and like that movie about kalashnikov like, i could like not make were really good but the rest of it was just what the fuck well the, that was the thing about the kalashnikov that, yeah we were sitting there watching the war scenes and the little bits and the action we're like wow that's good shooting well that's that but then that it introduced characters and stuff and you'd be like why this is just really bad editing and like none of us could wrap our heads around it we were remember we were all sitting there trying to watch the Kalashnikov movie, and we were just like, "Wow, what is this editing?" So, but like the action movie, and we're like, "Oh, that's great!" But the rest of it, we're just like, eh. "Yeah." It's kind of like when you get to a Hong Kong action flick, you know, and it gets to the plot, and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> You know, where they're like, ah, oh, yes, this man has lived a it's, thousand years and punched through the moon. And they, you're like, They're trying to ah. make us relate with people who go around flying off tables and shit. It's like, yeah, no, I, I've seen street fights. They don't typically end with people flying off tables. It usually ends up with the tables flying into them. Yeah, it usually ends with the guy, like, in the corner, and the other guy kicks him a few times and Everyone's says, yeah. Everyone's winded and red-faced. Yeah. Yeah. Sweaty. There's, like, shirts taken off. It's not... Oh, yeah, it's torn clothes and then fistfuls of hair if it's That's ladies. why we like martial arts, because it's like, the it's like, what if martial arts was not gross? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I like about watching a lot of series. Like, what if it's not gross, where you don't have people, like, ripping each other's ears off? It's just, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing things. is, like, if, if you want to see, like, a realistic fight, a fairly realistic fight, okay, it's not super realistic, but it, it... In terms of movies. In terms of movies. There is a fight in the movie They Live, where they just, <laughs> or just beats the shit out of each other. And, it, and here's the thing, is that... I've been in fights like that. That's how they are. Yeah, where you have a disagreement and you keep trying to stop talking and just keep punching each other. And it just goes and goes and goes and you just beat the, the shit. Other one's just too They're tired. Like, yeah, and you're just too tired to, yeah, why are we mad? You punched me in the face eight times. This is exhausting. But uh, onto the guy's question. Oh, yeah. So well, companies. I know Krupp's still around in Battle. Ah, God, it's there's, that'd be pretty cool. What their headquarters are set up like? There's so many companies in BattleTech, like Ford, GM, and uh, I mean, God, the, Nissan. A lot of these companies are still around, and it the the sad thing is there's not a lot of data on them. A lot of them are aren't that interesting. There's some that are like huge, like Federated Boeing, Interstellar, and shit like that. Th those guys are like giant and so they it's really cool to see that like boeing is this huge company in in the setting but like some of them just became kind of like minor terrestrial companies they they bought in and expanded out and did really well as first gen colony companies and then some bad happened and they never recovered so it'll be like oh yes the old toyota or whatever 
But uh, a lot of those guys don't have a long presence. They're just, some of them are household names that have become new household names because they joined with something Mm -hmm. and became a hyphenate conglomerate. You know, like they they joined with another company when they went out to the stars. Um, But a a closer look at the transition between industries might be worth it. Uh, I'd have to think about that. It's also you have to understand a lot of the writers looked at what was the biggest industry leader in X at the time. And then they're like, we can just mimic that yeah a lot of it is space. just background shit for the giant stompy mechs punching yeah, they, and they never expand they never wanted to expand on it so it's like what, what's the biggest rail uh operator in america uh it depends on region all right let's just say east coast well east coast uh probably i would say amtrak or csx yeah so imagine if they were the guys that do jump ships and battle tech you know what i mean yeah like from our perspective we'd be like oh hell no but please God. Yeah. But then you're in the future and it's like, yeah, CSX runs the biggest Yeah, yeah. Transport They'd be like, oh yeah, world. that's a CSX dropship. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, they're, they're just always fucking freight cars. They've been around yeah. for thousands oh, they, of they've years. Been, they've been yeah. moving cargo forever. Yeah. That's how, that's how Battletech. Uh, uh, I imagine you'd, I'd imagine you'd probably see Union Pacific dropships and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Cause that, that's a real company that's been around. I think they just become an interstellar transport company called union you know galactic or something union and galactic just sounds sick it, that's what i mean is they you just change one name and you're like boom new company same company whatever and they they, they kind of drop well, the ball with well, gm but you know well, they, well, they, they're like we well, should probably general, change the name to something general, else like uh, generic motors no <laughs> they're like they won't sue us am general. atomic motors yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, see? No, I'm glad they put GM in there, and I'm glad GM doesn't mind. I think that's no, GM's lawyer's cool. Yeah. I still think it was funny that one crop found out about crop Shadowrun. Yep. And Shadowrun. They're like, send us every material you have referencing our company. And then they, you know, it. so what you're saying is in, in your fictional universe, crop is this, has, has taken over BMW and many other companies it con- it is the largest corporate conglomerate on the earth it's run by a german ancient dragon and it has shadowy tendrils all over the world and influences things in entire countries and economies in ways people can barely grasp yeah very well <laughs> yeah you know some corporate lawyers are just like yeah it's not all bad i mean we're not nazis all right cool you know it just like okay cool just wanted to make sure that's not evil or anything well it is evil but no like no 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 are. not to them that's cool they're just <laughs> like uh, <laughs> yeah believe me that's not the worst thing the corrupt family's been accused of all well, right it's so like when you go to like any japanese or or german company website yeah. and you and like they all have the our history tab if you look to the 30s 40s just, i was a businessman doing the business uh it's 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 like you look at the 30s and 40s it's like i was in the back i didn't do anything uh i i didn't see what happened up front what what happened i don't know like i didn't see what happened did you see what happened yeah it's just one of those things like i was the third tertiary operator of the second tier in general electric in 1938 ever since then i've grown into a giant business of electric providers uh what's your symbol is it lightning bolts you put them on your helmets yeah, exactly <laughs> at 33 but uh the the thing is is that it's no 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 i was talking in general like, uh, uh, yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. you know all those stories about people who talk about i started as a person who pulled myself up from the bootstraps yeah what did you do i was a, a coin laundry operator in the basement of krupp and i made my way up from there and it's like yeah a totally different time they didn't have things like 
personally identifying information and it's uh, yes yeah, security wasn't really that huge of a deal because they're like yeah who's going to be able to tell we'll just catch you and kill you nowadays we're like anyone with a cell phone can ruin an entire industry yeah that's true so it's like yeah of course you had a fucking easy time None of us could start as a coin line uh, operator and move our way up. They're going to keep us there forever because, like, oh, for some reason, he likes washing laundry. Yeah. That's they're, what they're going to say. They're like, why did you start there? That's what they're going to always ask. Don't get me started on fucking, uh, on fucking upward mobility. Know, upward let, me, let, let, me, let me tell Do you about let, let, let me say one thing about upward mobility. Every corporation, NGO, anything I've worked for, I have found the 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 quote unquote upward mobility that has been offered by hr and every single one of those organizations where they say we care we'll pay blah 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 has been total horseshit because every single time i ever applied for tuition reimbursement for anything i was told no and i found that a lot of people were told no or pay for it and we'll reimburse you and they didn't and I, I've had that happen more than once. So when they say we're invested in your future and we want you to be happy and we believe and we promote from within, every new boss I've ever gotten has come from outside my organization or outside my company. It is someone they picked up off the street because they said, at the end of the day, we don't trust any of you. And I've had that happen my whole life. So when people say upward mobility, I'm like, you can suck a dick. I will see it when I believe it. But when people say we promote from within, show me fucking show me because when i look at a corporation any organization and i see that the people who do all the work have been there for 10 20 30 years but your management is less than 18 months old on average because they keep jumping that lets me know where your problem is that lets me know where accountability is lacking and so every time i hear upward mobility i laugh i'm a cynic the same reason I hear, uh, I laugh when people like text, I really think you're cool or what have you. It's like when you're beat up enough by life experiences, I'm not being a cynic just to be edgy. Uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to make your life unpleasant. I'm not trying to manipulate anyone into feeling miserable for me because I feel more than miserable enough for myself. I do believe me. I, I do. It's just that I'm a cynic in most things. And it's justified off of those kinds of experiences. It's, it, it's not me just trying to go, well, I had a middle-class life, but here's what I think. It's like, I've had less than nothing many times in my life. If you want to hear about that, I rented about that drunk on the podcast. It's just one of those things where I've had some hard fucking times, but there are limits. Yeah. And you don't really know how bad the times are until you meet someone who's had good times. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then you're but like, you need, fuck. But you have to understand, you have to have the bad times. Well, you do. It's it's what Alan Watts said. Uh, he said, God is big and she is black. You know, the big bleak blackness by which we paint the backdrop of our lives. And that's an interesting notion, the contrast. But what I, I find that I kind of define it by is is a lot of people have a, a very interesting belief in corporate culture and stuff like that, where where, you know, you'll you'll go in and learn some magical management words and some magical hocus pocus and then go into a meeting and suddenly be 10,000% a better manager. I've seen people who believe that and led like that and led programs to disaster. And they were just like, well, I'm six Sigma certified. And I'm like, well, you six Sigma suck. Yeah. It, it has, it has nothing to do with magic words. Six I, suck my dick. Well, and that's the thing <laughs> is 
it's like i don't care what belts or magic or scrum or whatever crap you have if you're a bad manager you're a bad manager if no one listens to you it doesn't matter what you know if no one respects you it doesn't matter what you think and that's one thing i try to keep in mind with people is I've seen a lot of these magical things of like, this is the magical way to lead. This is the book on how to fix yourself. And I let people know like, hey, that hobby kid could last a fucking life. I've never read a book that said, here's how you lead people. Hey, you see that car? I got that car from working really hard and believing in myself. And you can't do And you know how you do it? It's real easy. All you have to do is stop giving a fuck. That's what I did. I know that sounds weird, right? I stopped giving a fuck. 10 years ago, now I'm making $20,000, $30,000 $30,000 a minute. I didn't get that car outside from sitting there being pity and sad about myself. No. No, I, I just picked myself up. Got myself up. Guys, I used to film Knowledge. corporate people. They always love to bring motivational speakers Oh, in there. God, I Their love Their whole those. thing is to basically get them to comply with company policy. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love- excited about- yep. Yeah, yeah. Embrace embrace the lifestyle. I, I, I saw one corporate speaker. He's talking about picking yourself by I did by that your, for two years. It's- fucking terrible oh i i had one corporate speaker who told me um that you know life is about challenges and overcoming them and i was like well that's great that's great you know and (laughs) and and, and, you know and you know and that's that's my natural response it you, you have to understand it's it's hilarious because i i can show you fucking chat logs where a lady will be like i love the sound of your voice it's like that i'm like yeah that's great and they're like what do you mean and I'm like, I, I don't understand why you're telling me this. And and it's just one of those things. That's my response. That's great. I remember. I'm that jaded. I remember I remember in one of my jobs in XX said, uh, you know, we got to have that grit. You know, when, when things get bad, we have to have grit and, you know, be able to push through and deal with it. Grit, huh? So, like, you know, accept bad stuff happening to us in our job and getting less reward for more work. Oh, yeah. No, let, let me tell you about grit. Let, let me tell you about grit in the workplace. Uh, I work in a workplace where people talk about team effort and grit and team building and team and team and team and team. And I'll tell you what, the buck has stopped with me for three years and I've taken two personal days in three years. One was to go to a funeral and one was recently. Yeah. I And, w- and it was death in the family related. Correct. It? And so this is the kind of person I am. I work really hard and I hear a lot about team. Well, here's the fun thing about teamwork. When people say team and team and team and team and they say all these magical things and what they really mean is the people who work need to work and they need to hand this stuff over to the people who work. So the people who don't work can just stand around. I've seen that a lot in my life. Yeah, I know. I, I'm glad at least in my in the line of work for that job, it was mostly solitary. Well, and I'm fine with solitary work so long as the work is, again, reasonable. It's one of those things where like I there was a guy who wrote me and he said, I'm having trouble finding a girlfriend. And I was like, okay, well, what's the deal? And he goes, I just can't seem to find what I want. And I was like, well, what do you want? And he gave me a list of all these things he was into. And it was like 800 fucking things. And, and if so, you don't meet any one of these criteria, you're done. And, well, like, and, and, and so here's what I told him. As I said, have you been employed? And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, have you ever read a job title description? You know, and he goes, yeah. And I said, well, that's what you're doing, man. You're doing the same thing where you're sitting there going, you need to have like 80 years of experience in a thing that's two years old. That's impossible. You need to start with some basic shit. And that's my problem with, with you know, a lot of jobs is they'll sit there and saying like, hey, 
are you an open-minded person who can learn new things, who knows a few things about these following things because we're trying to fill a hole of someone who left who had this job experience? I've never, ever seen a job opening like that ever in my life because that is honest. What I've seen instead is we have determined by this magical metric and book and something else that here are the 8,000 competencies you need to display and you'll interview for that and do all these things. And then you'll finally speak to a hiring manager who's the person you're going to like work for. And they're like, why did they interview and put, what did they even put? What is this? Why did they do that makes no who the fuck. And then I've been on the other end of that. I've been the person who's like, Hey, here's your new person. And HR sends me someone and it's like they're not qualified they're 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 not ready for work they have none of the job experience but according to some magical metric they have it and so i go why does this need to exist like there is an interesting place between me and my what i need in the workforce and it's a magical person who is telling both people wrong things what I'm just saying is it just gets really tiresome when, when you're given unrealistic expectations. Well, you're, it, here's the thing. There is a middle person that is making an unrealistic expectation. That's why I tell people that like, hey, if, if you want to be with somebody who makes you happy, you have to know what makes you happy. If you want to be in a job that makes you happy, you have to know what you like doing for a living. Not something that you have to do to get by. My generation struggled with that because we've had to do a lot of stuff to just get by. We've had to you do, had a, to lot do of, a lot of gig shit and yeah, kill shit when you're yeah, and and, and it. it's and it's just beat the shit out of us. And so yes, we we yes, have has. we've had this artificial loyalty to anything that provides any stability, regardless of its actual health. And I realize that, but it's the same thing I tell people in relationships. If you put up eight thousand things and say I need all these things to be met, and then I might even think about it, I'm like. Yeah, you're going to find no one with that criteria. Instead, you need to say, I'm looking for someone who is not insane and and I, is and is enjoyable to be around. Right. Like decent company. It's, it's why I've joked on the stream. Someone said, what kind of girls are you into? And I said, someone who can recognize the signs of a stroke. It's it's like my bar is low. I have my preferences, but Jesus Christ, like my bar. Yeah, you don't yeah. you don't have to. Don't worry, ladies. You don't have to have a six pack to, to get. No, it. I, I'm not. I'm not. I've never said that, and I've never no. demeaned anyone's attention on any physical basis ever, ever. It's just one of those things where I, you know, it's it's like yeah, I've told people what presses the monkey neuron activation button, but it's like. There's a lot more to it as an adult in terms of forming anything sort of meaningful or decent when you interact with people. And the longer you're on this planet, the more you're going to realize there's more to life than that. And a lot of people like to distill things to very simple things. But in all honesty, life has a lot more layers. A lot of people, I think, have a flawed concept with work because they have a flawed concept with any sort of relationship. They don't know what's healthy. And they don't know how to set boundaries and they don't know how to set realistic expectations. And instead they settle where they're miserable because they go, well, this is what I got. And the problem is it may not be what you need. And it sucks to be through that. But I'll tell you this much. If you keep looking, you might find it. And in that journey, you might find something beautiful about yourself, maybe. But anyways, um, we've we've been going a while. I've been yammering. We're all looking tired. We're all beat up. It's been a shit year so far, and we're only a quarter of the whatever. Anyways, this is the Black Pants Legion. 2020. 
two, but it's actually the third. It's it's the third sequel that's unnecessary. It's direct to video and Nick Cage is in it, but it's not looking good. Anyways, I'm just gonna let you guys know this is the Black Pants Legion podcast. And remember, you can downvote. You can downvote the shit out of this. Fuck. Yeah, you can. Really? Yeah. yeah. We found out, but it's we okay. Found out yeah, like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. People don't though. This is why nobody likes Apple products. Yeah, fuck Apple. Fuck Apple. Fuck Steve Jobs. Fuck Steve Jobs. Fuck Who's Games Jobs? Workshop. Fuck Games Workshop. There's your bingo, folks. <laughs>